G'day and welcome to another Denton's Academy podcast. My name's Anthony Walsh and I'm a banking and finance partner at Denton's Australia. In our podcast today, we're looking at construction law issues in COVID lockdown Australia. And I'm joined by my construction law partner, Marcus Graham. G'day, Marcus. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Anthony. Good to hear. You're obviously um, coming to this podcast from home, given you're based in New South Wales. So how is that treating you? Yeah, we're doing the best we can. Both my wife and I are at home with the kids, homeschooling and homeworking. So it certainly comes with its challenges. Indeed, indeed. Look, I guess, you know, it's pretty um, important to sort of look at what's happening in New South Wales. And obviously, it's hit other areas like Victoria and, and South Australia. But in particular, in Greater Sydney, um, the decision to shut down construction. What do you believe to be the sort of short-term and long-term impacts of these shutdowns and um, your thoughts on all of it? Yeah, look, I, th- I think the announcement of the decision by the Premier to shut down the construction in, in Greater Sydney came as a complete surprise to the industry. What is strange is that it appears that the government had made the decision within a really short period of time to shut down, and and that is without any discussion or involvement from key stakeholders in the industry. You know, there's been a number of reasons that they've, you know, stated as deciding factor to that, including that the shutdown was because too many workplaces and large workplaces primarily were not implementing COVID-safe plans. You know, if you you look at it more broadly, some of these larger sites where there's literally hundreds and hundreds of workers from all across Sydney, you know, were coming together and and the government was said that they're one of the events that caused or contributed to the ongoing current spread of COVID. You know, and it has had a huge impact. You know, some of the stated figures that they report, you know, is that the shutdown for that two-week period will have an impact on more than a quarter of a million workers you know, and deliver losses up to $700 million a week for the total shutdown period, you know. And I think that's analogous to various shutdowns that have happened in other states and cities previously, as you touched on before, including Victoria. You know, the total cost of the shutdown and the total job losses associated with that, I don't think will be known for some time. And look, you know, I was speaking with some friends over the last couple of days and who were in this industry and they said, there was a mad dash on Sunday and Monday after the lockdown was done to sort of lock up the sites, close off arrangements and all those kind of things. And I guess that would be make a very challenging environment in terms of how you are approaching construction at the moment. Yeah, it, it's true. And, you know, that weekend we gave it a lot of advice to clients as to what was considered essential work and how to properly shut down. But I think there wasn't proper thought in relation to how that was done. You know, I've got clients that are working on underground tunnelling and you just can't stop that particular work. So that wasn't a clear definition that applied. You know, other clients that work in the marine sector were doing large piling and shoring for a large infrastructure project that was happening within the harbour itself. And there's aspects of that work that are just continuous. You can't actually just stop. So, you know, they did give the construction industry a period of 48 hours to shut down anything other than non-essential but you know where that line was and what constituted essential and non-essential was grey and took some working through. I guess sort of a follow-on from that is in terms of shutdown do you think they'll lift it completely to business as usual as it was prior to the shutdown at the end of this particular period or do you think talking to your clients and industry that you know there'll be a level of shutdown for a longer period I guess? Yeah well there's a huge backlash wasn't there from the industry more broadly but you know the premiers come out and said that the construction sites or construction will definitely open and commence again on 31 July but 
What the government hasn't actually specified is how that actually looks. I think if we look at lessons learnt from Victoria and some of the restrictions that they've put on place, I think at a practical level, what we'll see is kind of a staggered start that are heavily restricted. You know, they may include staggering start times, limited number of people on site. You know, there's a number of factors I think that the government will need to consider and implement. You know, I was reading today, for example, that, you know, they're talking about locking down some LGAs within the Sydney area even um, further, putting more restriction on those. And some of those areas, some of those local government areas, you know, are the basis of the workforce for the construction industry. So, you know, you may have a situation where they're opening construction sites back up, but they've got limited workforce because some of their workforce are in local government areas that are completely locked down. You know, I guess that sort of leads us into sort of the construction contract, you know, dealing with these type of delays and sort of you've you put forward two issues there, you know, one in terms of a pure shutdown and the other one in terms of not having the workforce to be able to to pick up the tools and start. So just from a practical point, you know, what, is there some things to think about in terms of your construction contracts as you work through this period? You know, whether or not a, a party is entitled to seek relief under a contract, both time and cost really depends on the terms of the contract. I think in some respects it was a blessing, and I say that term loosely, because if there is a restriction imposed by a government authority, that is usually an event that gives a right for a party to claim either time and or costs. You know, how to do it or to what extent that does is really dictated by the terms of the contract. The second point, I think it's a little greyer, you know, like if you, for example, if the construction sites open back up, and you're meant to be expected to be working, but you can't actually get workers there, whether that's an event that gives rise to an entitlement to a party to claim time and cost really depends on the terms of the contract. You know, just from your experience last year, Marcus, you know, if there are any questions, um, you know, in a constructive dialogue between principals and developers, you know, is, is most important. Is there anything else that's sort of, you know, obviously look at the terms of your contract and other things like that. Is there anything else that's worth flagging? I think when people parties are negotiating terms of the contract now, there's they genuinely look at events that are outside of a party's control and allow that to be a delaying or an event which gives rise to an entitlement to claim. You know, and it's more broad than just COVID strictly now it can do with supply chain issues or all sorts of things that that are indirectly related to that. But certainly I'm seeing at the moment the breadth of which the parties agree, express contractual terms, which gives a right to a party to claim time is certainly increasing, that's for sure. And um, just to pick up on one of those points you raised there, just around um, supply chains, obviously, you know, we're experiencing it even at JB Hi-Fi and and other places, you know, in terms of supply chains. And I can only imagine, you know, for large developments, getting everything into the site, let alone into Australia, it can be quite challenging at the moment. And is there anything to think about in that area? Yeah, definitely. We're seeing all sorts of delays associated with the supply of materials um, within construction, both caused directly by COVID and indirectly by COVID, including supply chain issues, um, shipping delays, all sorts of things associated with COVID. Because there's a boom in construction, we're actually seeing a supply of materials and a shortage of materials generally. You know, you, you've probably read that there's a shortage of new timber in New South Wales and more broadly the east coast of Australia, for example. So that's having an impact and a delay on, on construction more generally. So there's a wide variety of issues that are affecting construction at the moment. And do you, do you still see the appetite? People are fairly comfortable with, you know, I know this is sort of a moving beast at the moment, but just before we hit this, was there 
a level of confidence um, in terms of your clients and everything? Yeah, you know, we've seen an uptick in construction generally. You know, the, the market and the, and the industry is, is reporting an increase in both volume of turnover and a pipeline of work coming through. You know, unfortunately, this second wave of COVID and the lockdowns had an impact on that. I think more broadly, though, you know, it's a slight delay, but, you know, I think construction is going to continue on increasing the way that it has over the last 12 months. Oh, look, you know, and I can only imagine it's going to keep on changing as we go through this period. So, Marcus, thanks for joining this Denton's Australia Academy podcast today. Always useful to find out what's going on. Um, and certainly from the perspective of clients at the moment, it's, it's look at the terms of your contract and, you know, get in contact if you have any questions. As I said, thanks for joining us. And to those out there, thanks for having a listen today. Cheers.